0: Welcome back to the Earth on Survival Guide, the podcast for all disciplines, paths, players and game masters and the questers that are Dan and Josh. I am Dan. I am Josh. The would be know it all of Earth dawn. And that's just fine by me. He can he can know everything. I'm just here to host the show. OK, folks. So in today's podcast, we'll be discussing all things. I couldn't even think of a word for this one. I forgot to do so. Um, Pirouetical. Oh, nice. It's, it's Josh's turn for a word. I let him have one every 10 episodes or so. Uh, yeah, periodical is fine because we're going to talk about The Tail Dancer today. So if you have any questions for us about anything you didn't hear us talk about or would like to hear us talk about, feel free to email us at edsgpodcast at gmail.com. Until then, when we get your emails and we can go over them on air, we will talk about The Tail Dancer. Now, here's my question for Josh. I remember the first introduction of The Tail Dancer in Earthdawn Journal number 6, back in 1996 as a fan write-in uh, by a certain person named Colton. It was only 10 circles, but it didn't reappear again until third edition. Am I right?
1: Uh, I yeah, didn't. that sounds right.
0: Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Do you know of anything that stayed the same or did you read the fan? As I didn't go back through it in
1: like with a fine tooth comb, but I, I one, did <laughs> not. The tail dancer is an interesting concept because it was originally a fan work. Now, the material from the old Earthon journals was of mixed quality. There was Agre- some really good stuff. There was some stuff that was written and, and given to the journal by actual people who worked on other Earthon stuff. Like Steve Kenson, uh, for Andrew example. Andrew Ragland. Wrote some stuff. Andrew Ragland as well. Yes. Uh, Andrew was um, editor for the journal for a little bit at least. Yeah. But wrote some of the stuff in that as well. Mm-hmm. So there is, some, there is some great material in there. There is also some material that is not so nice. great. Yeah. Um, the it Tail happens. Dancer was one of the creations that had lasting power, obviously. Yes. It did something that a lot of homebrew disciplines from the first edition days didn't tend to do very well, mm-hmm. which was give itself a reason to exist.
0: Well, and, and I think it had pretty good balance as well. Some of them were just a little overpowered or underpowered. Or yeah. Just, you had a niche idea. It was only good for a couple of circles, but then you just filled in with, you know, stuff and anything that could
1: happen. So Right. Just, yeah, you, know, you, could, you could definitely have a situation where something you could pick and choose talents in a combination that was really overpowered and make yes. something that was just atrocious, you know, an, an atrocious monster to a certain mm-hmm. extent. And because of how things worked, yeah. those tended to be... Physical combat monsters. Yes. Because you would not typically see spellcasters because that would have required you to also go and make a whole bunch of new spells mm-hmm. unless you were just poaching spells from other disciplines like the old shaman did. Yeah. You would occasionally see things like the Songsmith, which was originally another fan creation. Yes. But Generally speaking, a lot of the homebrew disciplines that you would find, and this is not just in the journal, this is online back in the 90s. Oh, totally. Would tend to be combat broken or trying to combine or play with ideas that didn't tend to gel particularly well. I remember there was a combat mage that somebody made that was trying to be like a, a mix of physical combat and spell casting and of course because of all the tools that were required to be an effective spellcaster and still are mm-hmm. it did not really do either of them particularly well
0: yeah that's when i took and, and retweaked my own home game but
1: that's just that's another yeah story. it it felt like instead of anyway yeah but okay. to get back to the point the tail dancer took an aspect of the setting, mm-hmm. took something that was unique about the setting, which in this case is the Tuscrang and their tail. Yes. And I don't recall offhand, I think it might have taken the inspiration from the Castulami, the you are winged Tuscrang. Because I think doing... the tail dancer, I think tail dancing was something that was originally mentioned as a sort of just little bit of setting detail, toss away bit of info in one of the early source books talking about the, the Kistulami,
0: Yeah, because in the uh, Earth on journal, it was actually called the Kitsulami Tail Dancer. So that went hand in hand in the fan-made creation from the Earth on journal. So it was... It that's was, right. That's where that's where the whole thing came from. So what was its evolution, per se, into 4th edition? From I mean, it, it got brought back in 3rd.
1: Well, yeah. It was a concept that built a discipline around Mm -hmm. a a piece of setting that had sort of already been officially established. Yes. Took advantage of the unique nature of the Mm Tskrang to develop a fighting style revolving around their tails. Mm -hmm. Um, The degree to which it was effective at that in earlier editions is an open question. I have not gone back and, and looked at that. So third edition, when they did the... Namegiver's book for third edition. Mm-hmm. They took that opportunity to bring in a couple of those earlier homebrew or Earthon journal mm-hmm. disciplines and reworked them for third edition.
0: Yeah, because I think that I think the only other racially specific discipline that was out there for Tuskang was the Boatman. Right. So
1: this, yeah. you know, kind of gave you two. The Boatman was the one that was in Denizens of on Volume One from first edition. And that's a perfectly Cromulant discipline. Yeah. But much in some ways, kind of like the air sailor, kind of focused on a particular thing. Yeah. But the tail dancer takes in some regards the idea of the sword master mm-hmm. and says, but now they've got a tail that you can attach weapons to.
0: Or can use as blunt force or can use as a shield or it's a fifth yeah. appendage that can be used.
1: Yeah. Like. The Tisrang have the racial ability of tail attack. Yeah. But it's got a downside to it in terms of using it in conjunction with other things. So let's create a discipline that has some tricks to counteract that Mm -hmm. and go from there. I mean, it doesn't seem such a huge conceptual stretch to come up with. No, It was one of those things that like the Liberator, Mm -hmm. like the Horror Stalker, like a couple of the other... Extant racial or specialized disciplines that existed in previous editions. Mm-hmm. The tail dancer is one of those that was popular enough and has enough of its own reason to exist yeah. to adapt it and to rework it into the path format for fourth edition, mm-hmm. which is where we find ourselves today.
0: Exactly. So the interesting thing about it. So I had one comment to make in your the in middle of your, I can't call it a diatribe, in the middle of your sentence, which was um, Bruce Lee always said, as long as all humans have one head, two arms, and two legs, I fear no opponent because I know every move you can make. Well, the tail dancer specifically alters that uh, because, you had, like I said, we have the fifth appendage now that only to Scrang know how to use and they get to incorporate in every movement that they do. And so that's, I think, what makes them unique and viable as a separate discipline for tail dancing because it's also, it's a combat specific discipline, but it's based upon the, there's a rhythm to life. There's a rhythm to, I mean, not just circadian rhythms with, you know, sleep and wake. There's a rhythm to nature. There's a rhythm to the seasons. There's a rhythm to a battle going on as well. You can see a surge. You can see a pull. You can see a flank fall down. There's a rhythm to everything that's happening.
1: It really is a, Distillation it is an expression of almost swordmaster philosophy within the framework of the Tuscrang as a culture. Yes. Which is part of the reason why I think it has such staying power. Mm-hmm. Tuscrang swordmasters are already in their own way kind of iconic. Yeah. And this is taking that in a slightly different direction with regards to the Tuscrang as a fascinating player character. hmm race to portray because of their mildly alien physiology, physiognomy. (laughs) And I mean, Tisgrang are awesome. They are great. We have established this many times in the past. Many times. This is not a debate on that subject.
0: No, but we can we can proclaim it as many times as we want. They're great.
1: But the tail dancer basically is sort of the epitome of Tuscrang combat style Mm -hmm. and style like with the capital S at that point. And even for Tuscrang that are perhaps a little bit more warriorly inclined as Mm -hmm. opposed to sword mastery, which is to say maybe more along the bladesman as opposed to the gallant school of sword mastering. Yeah. There is a philosophy and a culture and a thing that is undergirding this whole path, this whole former discipline, now path, this way of life, it takes a concept that sort of we are familiar with to a certain extent in Mm -hmm. our own historical earth history. And that is different schools of combat and fencing and Mm -hmm. all of the elaborate manuals and the underlying philosophies and lessons that went along with all of that and chivalrous culture whether authentic or legendary and with knights and all this kind of stuff and it's just like takes those broader concepts and says well okay how would this work with a river dwelling culture that is very gregarious and sees life and dealing with the motion and the rhythms and all of that the troubadour heart of the Tuscrang as a people in some regard. yeah. And so now combat being expressed as a dance, that is not something that is fresh and unique with Earth Earthdawn, but take something that is familiar, gives it a little bit of twist and just does something really, really good with it. And the essay in the Paths book doesn't belabor the point a whole lot. Like no. it doesn't need to get deep into the weeds of the philosophy and the existence like we've needed to see with the horror stalkers or the wind masters or the other ones that we have talked about thus far, because it is something that we are already familiar with. Yeah. It's basically like, yeah, the idea of schools of combat style training is not a strange concept that we need to explain to people. This is the thing there are a couple of schools that we're going to talk about, and this is the way that we view our shtick. And there you go—not overly fancy, not elaborate. No, like it's very in in one sense kind of easy to get into the mindset of these people.
0: Yes, that's all there is. So this all started from, as we said, the 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 fan. Essay in the Earth on Journal, and then finally in the third edition, finally refined it into an actual discipline. I still think it topped out at like maybe 10 circles, but either way, not a big, not, not, neither here nor there. So this is incorporated also into the setting, not just for the, the, the racial specific, only Scrang can do this, because I looked up the requirements for a tail dancer. You have to have dancing at five thread weaving at 5, melee weapons at 5, so it's not unarmed combat, and then you have to have a tail, so you got to be a tskrang. Yeah. <laughs> One of the major uh kind of prerequisite's there. So, back to the journeyman question from last episode. At uh, no. Can't <laughs> You got to be a tskrang.
1: Definitely. Cuz I don't even think that the journeyman has the ability to actually grow a tail as part of any of its. I think it's part of the magical evolution el- like,
0: magic at that point. Anyway, um But it also wove not just the race, the specific race in here. It wove in some of the backstory and surroundings from Bar Save because this started with the uh, House Contention War College and its elite
1: thing. Yeah, this is something that is kind of a little bit of a retcon or alteration of what existed before where the the original iteration of the tail dancer was a Kastulami thing. Mm-hmm. This was a style that the winged Tskrang had developed because it goes in line with their whole yes. thing. Mm-hmm. And I, I think part of the feeling on that was, oh, this is cool, but I want my Tskrang to be able to do this and not be a Kastulami. So mm-hmm. yeah, let's kind of retroactively say, well, tail dancing is sort of, the general term that Tescrang use among themselves for yeah. the various swordsman schools, fighting schools that they have. Mm-hmm. Obviously, if you're going to be dealing with some kind of martial training and schooling like that, the War College is kind of probably a place, a place go. that's going to be <laughs> involved in that. Yeah.
0: Uh, so other schools may exist outside of House Contention if you want that to be where your
1: Tuscrang knows and it is possible mm-hmm. for to scrang who are not part of house contention to maybe earn their way into a slot in the war college yes. to train, to possibly become a tail dancer um, in, in a similar way to how there is a, a war college, a, a school in the blood wood that occasionally mm-hmm. accepts people from outside the wood. Yes. To train there. I, and I think part of the reason that it is house, attention that is the focus of this is that with the Tuscrang houses as they are, the great houses, the the Oropagoi, Mm -hmm. each kind of have their own thing, and the Ishkarat are bad guys and pirates that are associated with the Denerastus, and they're up in the northern corner, and they're kind of new on the scene, so it doesn't make sense for them to have this all kind of established. House Vestrimmon in Lake Ban and the Coil River, because of their Shivalahala being an Uber elementalist, kind of have this elemental magic thing going with them. That's a big aspect of the floating city as well. It's like got towers or hubs for each of the elements there. So the big elementalist and, and magiciany kind of place. Yeah. So that leaves Cotentian mm-hmm. and Sirtis. Yeah. Either of them could potentially be the source of this, but Contention already had established like the War College. That was something Mm -hmm. that was kind of made for them early on in first edition and established. Whereas Sirtis is a house in decline is the fading jewel fall of the house of Usher. Yeah. Their glory days are behind them, whatnot. And so have a, have a different kind of focus and there may very well be, Tail dancing schools, or or, a, or you know a, a a style of tail dancing from mm-hmm. House Sirtis and they might even believe amongst themselves that it was actually the original one because Circtus yeah. are all about how they they were formerly awesome and children of the moon or whatever the yes. hell they're going on about. <laughs> but because they are so in decline, it doesn't draw the attention that House Contention. <sighs> Ah, that rhymed. <laughs> Has with, with terms of the War College and the martial physical combat tradition of them in terms of their alliance with Thera and their struggles with Trevar and their Shivalahala being yeah. a warrior, swordmaster, like martial type in contrast to the Vistrimens magician. Mm-hmm. Very cool.
0: So. Under, so if you want to do another school that may exist, fine, you and your game master are going to have to kind of work that one out. But of the four schools under House Cotentions War College <clears throat> that are established so far, they have the Chitard, they have the Edo, the Skora, and the Shiva Yes.
1: And
0: each one of those has a specialization. So the mechanics we're going to get into a little bit later about how to follow this path are going to diverge in four different ways later on, but if you want to join, they're not necessarily specific to any uh, discipline. That can join this path. Sortmasters usually kind of lead the way. Warriors are close second. Sailors after that. Any kind: air sailors, sky raiders, boatmen doesn't matter. So as long as you have miss, as long as you have melee weapons, or melee weapons, you're in good shape. So I did take a look. Even scouts have the option for melee weapons. They can get there. So it's. It's not too specific. Uh, Probably not a lot of spellcasters involved, just saying. Uh, One of those things. But they don't really prohibit any questers from joining this as well. They really love uh, followers of Floranus, Thistonius, maybe Astendar and Corollas a little bit. Not a whole lot. But definitely they will not, if you're a horror stalker on that path already, they won't let you into this uh, tail dancing. It's just kind of too dark. This is all about the rhythm of life and so forth.
1: Yeah, and and the singular focus of the horror stalker generally means that any kind of martial training that they might do would be in it for the effectiveness of their mission, and that is philosophically incompatible to a yeah. certain extent with the goal of making the ugly beautiful that is the defining trait of yeah uh tail dancers Mm -hmm. to run through real briefly each of the schools kind of is a is a particular style yeah to kind of go through the order that they are in the book yeah uh, in the essay Mm -hmm. there's the edo school which is uh, all about controlling it's like a zone of control area control using one's tail to kind of help monitor and clear the area Mm -hmm. around them
0: yeah it's all it's all flexibility, not necessarily to a prehensile level, but it's all about um, there's using it as like a fifth appendage that happens to be swinging in the wind. So it's
1: yeah, not generally having any kind of weapon attached to it like you will see in, in some of the other schools, but more like, oh, using the tail to like gauge the distance to the opponent coming up on your rear mm-hmm. or to use it to lean against or to give yourself maybe an extra little bit of extension as you kind of use it like as a kangaroo would like use its tail or yeah. whatever to brace on because it is a a muscle. Mm-hmm. You use it almost in a, in a sense depending on the particular circumstance as a additional arm or leg. Yeah, maybe like in terms of a what you can do with thing. it. Yeah, something along those lines. But not not necessarily using it so much To attack, but to help enhance your control of the area and your movement and awareness and and so forth of of the area around
0: you. Yeah, because to view their tail as their center of balance, like a cat, per se. I know they're lizards, but just go along with me on the analogy. Um, Because cats use their tail and they swish it from left to right when they're walking on like a long, uh, a very tall, narrow fence post, uh, or even between fence posts. And so cats use that as their balance. And so this the Edo school would allow Suscrank to, to do the, the exact same thing. Use it as more of a balance measure for whatever off-balance attack or off-balance defense they're going to be using.
1: And then there's the Scora school, mm-hmm. which is one that is much more focused on using the tail as a shield, as a defense, yeah. to build up, build up the tail as a, as a strength and support and resilience. Mm-hmm. The Scora school will reinforce the end of their tail with tail cap, sort of like a gauntlet. Yeah. Protection for the tails, they would use that to parry or those kind of things.
0: This is your Captain America shield on your tail. That's
1: all it is. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it is still like flexible and quick in terms of that, but using the end of the tail and that protected end of the tail is like a buckler to interpose and, mm-hmm. and help on your defensive yes. capabilities. Yes.
0: Yeah, very rarely are you going to use that as a, as a blunt instrument.
1: The Chitard School is one that focuses more on subtlety and stealth, and quite frequently does attach weapons to their tail, but usually smaller ones, mm-hmm. and usually use it as a surprise attack, Yeah, as a stealth, potentially using poisons or something like that as well. Yeah. The tail is an ambush thing. It is not as involved in the combat, except for when it's coming in as an unexpected blow.
0: Yeah, it's not your Stegosaurus. It's not not your Stegosaurus. Right, it's uh, not not your (laughs)
1: Thagomizer. Yeah, it's a quick foil. And then there's the Shifaroa school, which is sort of the all around, this is the one that is sort of what you would typically think of which is using motion and speed and using the tail to bring additional pressure to bear mm-hmm. on the opponent, so it's a little bit it's a little bit more offensively focused but more blatant than the Chittard school, yeah, so those are I, the basic uh, ideas there. The Shivaroa school is the one that would sort of be considered the iconic tail dancer style.
0: Yeah. It's I, the one
1: that people would be most likely to think of, oh, this is the one where I strap a sword as a second or third weapon <laughs> in, in my, in my fighting style.
0: Yeah. I think of this one was more like Brazilian jiu jitsu, as in that's a lot of flipping down on your hands and using your legs to kick the opponent. And the tail would be just a third attack in there. Probably the middle one, really. Uh, but yeah, it's just that relentless movement of the uh so that they can hit you with all five of their limbs, if not their head. So it's you know, they're not just gonna hit you with, with, yeah. with the tail, they can hit you with
1: everything. That's kind of getting into a, an unarmed combat style that really yeah. is not tail dancery. Fair. Because the tail dancer is all about the swordmaster or warrior armed combat situation.
0: Yes. I just see them using all five limbs with whatever uh, handheld weapons they've got yeah. at the
1: time. So it's just everything. And then the essay goes into a little bit of, yeah, we're describing this is how we all kind of view our tails as an extension of ourselves. As, mm-hmm. you know, as much as you would think of your arm or your hand or your leg, yeah. this is a part of us and is a part of our life. And we are very familiar with it and used to using it. But as a tail dancer, you are taught to go that extra bit beyond it. Mm-hmm. The rest of it is fairly bog-standard <laughs> advanced combat training, totally fantasy martial school or martial arts academy kind of mm-hmm. thing that you might see in, in old kung fu movies where you've got the school where you go out into the woods and you get taught by the master and you yes. learn all the secret techniques. That kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's a, ph- it's a philosophy to learn as long as abilities to master. So the initiation is actually, since you're applying to a war college, um, the initiation is actually pretty straightforward. The, no one's really going to look look for you or search you out like you were a horror stalker, or you don't have to commune with anybody special, or have a really long interview process like with the... Uh,
1: the uh, the Windmasters or the Purifiers. Purifiers.
0: I couldn't think of the stinking word. I had the pictures in my head, couldn't think of it. Um, this is more like applying in person to the war college, to the school of your choice. Because once you get into one school, you cannot apply to another school. It's just who you are dictates what school you're going to go to. And that's therefore the path, even the subpath that you have to follow after that. And so you have to apply, you'll hear back in a couple of days or so. And if they didn't, if that school didn't like it, try another school. Uh, but one of those things, but really they gather at dawn to in, in uh, induct new initiates and yeah they gather at dawn arranged in diamond pattern and given reed swords I looked them up uh, this is kind of like a a bamboo sword for practice
1: yeah rattan sword particular
0: rattan sword um, and you're led into a dance shifting partners and patterns and while the the actual tail dancers who you know 5th rank 5 or above are join you and they join you with steel blades and they do this long complicated dance that everybody feels and then once the once the dance is complete the actual tail dancers draw blood from the initiates and with that you are initiated into the tail dancer school that you applied to uh so there are three since we did language on the elf on the woodsman and we did some on the fire eater this is some language for the tail dancer schools. There's a korle, which is the tail dancer gathering for ordeal assignments. There's the nikorle, which is the uh, gathering for special, for a very specific school. They will name their own. And then there's, there's the shiva korle which is the dancers gathering for a major celebration. Just some verbiage you get to know about. Because uh, I like throwing in the languages of Earth Earthdawn into these things as well. So that being said... Um, shall we get to the actual mechanics of things?
1: Yeah. There's a little bit more to, to cover to here. It. Go for it. No, I think it's pretty straightforward. I think it's just taking a little bit of an Earth Dawn twist, a Tisgrank specific twist. Yeah. On a concept that is deeply rooted into legendary culture, our pop culture. Oh, totally. Of myth and legend and so forth, influenced by martial arts schools and... All of that sort of thing. In that regard, there's nothing particularly complex that you need to grasp. Yeah. It's all laid out there pretty easily. I do like a little bit in the essay how there are, you know, nice call outs. You've got your your sidebars. You've got your asides from people replying to the things that are being said in this essay. There's like a member of House Chattard who's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> what do we expect from someone of this school? <laughs> He only sees the external flash and doesn't understand the internal truths. Exactly. I think, in fact, I think I may have written that one. There's a beautiful essay. The, I don't remember who wrote the primary essay, but I often, I would work with Morgan to do once-overs and make sure that things were working well. Yeah. And in cases where Morgan was like, we need a sidebar here. Yeah. I would occasionally write them. Some of them would be provided by the original writer. Mm-hmm. Some of them needed to be added after the fact. And I think that particular one. Typical scale. That one feels photo. like one that I wrote. H- yeah. Held
0: big nine fingers. Does that sound like your guy?
1: That might've been another one that I came <laughs> up with. Yeah. But I think the one I, at this point is. I remember that I contributed a couple of sidebars to this essay. Yeah. Because I'm good at using something that's already extant as a jumping off point, especially if I get to be uh, smarmy and contradictory to mm-hmm. what was said. Totally, It plays very well with my sarcastic sense of humor and dry sense of humor. But okay. I feel like the one from Eldenale Haruspex Contention is also one that I wrote. Probably. Because it's like, okay, let's take these things that he talks about and let's twist them provide a different perspective Mm -hmm. and be smarmy about it at the same time. (laughs) What more can we expect from someone from this school? Exactly. From the popular crowd.
0: Uh, My favorite part of the essay is the end.
1: I'm pretty sure that I wrote the hell big comment as well, but I I could be wrong. I was thinking that 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 just that just feels like me so much like rereading that right now. Of course.
0: Totally. My favorite part of the essay is the last paragraph. Honestly, Uh, the world is both beautiful and ugly. I'm going to parse this. But we seek the, the beauty inherent in the rhythm of the world. We give it form and intent and infuse it into, it, into what would otherwise be the simple brutishness of combat. We make it an act that honors the great spirits who formed the world and put it in motion. And so we dance. Yeah, I parsed you know, two, a third of it out of there, but I don't really care. It's just, the, that part of the essay just formed everything for me. And I'm like, yeah, I have a scout who may have to pick up melee weapons and then get into this uh, school as well. So
1: anyway, the... Uh, We already mentioned what was required to become, to qualify for the path. Yeah. The thread weaving at rank five. So you basically need to be a a journeyman adept or very, very close to it. Mm -hmm. Dancing as a skill. Yes. Because the tail dancers are looking for that physicality and that grace and that understanding of motion and rhythm that goes along with that. And then melee weapons, obviously, because it is a close combat school yeah and you need a tail otherwise you can't be a tail dancer like there's all fairly straightforward aspects there it is purchased as a master tier Mm -hmm. talent or it advances like the cost of of advancing your ranker is master tier goes up to maximum rank 10 so this is one of the more involved paths that is Mm -hmm. available
0: so this actually may be one of the only paths that has a skill for a requirement since you have to have dancing and there is no dancing talent
1: Brother of Stone had a skill requirement as well. I right. believe you needed obsidian lore. hmm Woodsman maybe needed a, a knowledge skill as well. I don't recall now offhand. Pause to show here. Go look that shit up. Yeah. Woodsman path, you needed... Elf lore. Elf lore. You also need to be able to speak and read and write. Yeah. Elf, which so typically you would do with... Skills rather than talents. Yeah. Although you could do it with the talent. The Brother of Stone also required speak Obsidian. Yep. And read
0: and write Um. Absidiman. As well
1: as read and write Obsidian. Abs- so yeah. those could be done by skills, not necessarily just the talents. Making sure.
0: Okay. Sorry about that. Wanted to cover that because we had an email two or three ago. Anyway.
1: <laughs> had to be sure. This is the first one where the skill that you need to have is not a knowledge skill. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is one where you need to to physically perform dancing the abilities. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So the karma ritual you get to incorporate into whatever karma ritual you're, of your discipline, uh, obviously is going to be dancing and some kind of a partner. So, and that's for whatever, pa- uh, discipline you're already following. So it's just one of those, one of those things you get to incorporate new aspects to it.
1: Whether that partner is literal or imaginary. Yep. Hey, if you're, uh, elementalist dance with a spirit
0: who knows or an elemental anyway uh your half magic ability as all half magic abilities so far are on these paths you get to use your half magic to find other tail dancers and know the history of tail dancers that's quite obvious but you can also use this uh as a dexterity based half magic in place of any dancing tests or perception based half magic in place of any dancing related knowledge tests so
1: yeah the first of those is probably not super necessary although it does allow you, you no longer need to continue investing points into your dancing skill. Yeah. Uh, it basically allows you to shift your dancing ability over to be magical as mm-hmm. opposed to normal because you have incorporated it into your magical pattern as part of your combat style. Yeah. The dancing related knowledge test that's more expansion of the knowledge ability that various disciplines and paths would get access to.
0: Fair enough. Uh, As we said, this was a master tier rank. So uh, your bonuses, and remember, these do stack with whatever your discipline gives you. So your rank, you get bonus at rank two, four, six, eight, nine, and 10. So you get a a physical defense, a social defense, another physical defense, an initiative booster at rank eight, a social defense booster at rank nine, and then your final initiative booster at rank 10. And so there's a nice combat
1: set to go along here. And they synchronize very, very nicely with, not surprisingly, Swordmaster discipline bonuses by providing you more physical (laughs) and social defense and initiative. Yes. All of which are very desirable for the Swordmaster. Again, other combat disciplines, other disciplines with melee weapons Mm -hmm. can become tail dancers. Yeah. But the cultural history of the path is very strongly rooted in to scrang sword culture oh totally uh
0: so here's where the fun part happens we get to go through one two three four five different
1: talent option lists and here's yeah. the main thing we're going to cover the broad ones first these are the the options that are available to all tail dancers yes
0: and then we'll hit each school separately after that so at rank one, two, three, and four, you get four of these. Uh, you get to have any number of these uh, talent options. We we'll get to the new ones at the end. So, acrobatic defense, which is fantastic, impressive display, maneuver, also fantastic, tiger spring initiative booster, unarmed combat, in case you don't already have it, and wound balance to keep from falling down. Your new ones are dance yes. partner.
1: So all of those before we get to those all of the yeah. talents that are there are the sort of things that would fill in gaps in your combat style as a result of limitations that you might have from the talent options you've picked up under your primary discipline. A lot of those are available to sword masters and it basically just gives you access to them even more and it gives more sword mastery type talents access to disciplines that might not have as many choices of that. Exactly. So Dance partner. Dance partner allows the tail dancer to study an opponent that they are with. Kind of like sizing up. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like sizing up, but it doesn't work like size up or creature analysis or yeah, the yeah, other yeah. similar ones that could just give you game stats. Mm-hmm. This is one that allows the tail dancer to spend additional karma. For tests that they make against the target but this is a long term like they need to duel with them dance mm-hmm. with them to understand them and then they take some blood magic and gain, gain the benefit of that knowledge for a year yeah studying their opponent and i know even if the person that they are going against is concealed or masked or like their identity is being hidden in some way. If they have this knowledge, they know who they are fighting against because they know the rhythms and style of that opponent. So intimately.
0: I remember in like Spider-Man comics, one of his bad guys dressed, dressed up as somebody else, but was still fighting him. And he knew it was them and not their made up new persona. He's like, Oh, I know who you are. So something along those lines, but this, The dance partner test requires three additional successes on your first try. So that's going to take some doing.
1: On to tail dance. Tail dance is a test that the tail dancer makes at the beginning of the round before initiative is determined. Mm -hmm. So they make it at the beginning of each combat round. If the test is successful, then they do not suffer the normal penalties that would apply to Using the tail attack combat option.
0: Yeah. Nice. Worth it right there, because it's a minus two.
1: <laughs> it's rank plus dex difficulty 10. Mm-hmm. So once you've got a few ranks of it under your belt, you are fairly likely, because you're likely to have a fairly high dexterity to begin with. Yeah. To be able to to pull that off and basically overcome those penalties. Essentially, it's a strain sink. <laughs> Is basically yeah. what it is. If you want to be able to take advantage of the tail attack option and what it provides you, mm-hmm. you need to take a point of strain and succeed at a test to overcome the normal penalties that would apply, gotcha. which is fine.
0: And then, uh, tail spike, the last rank one talent option.
1: This is like claw shape, but for tails. Woo! Nice. It allows the tail dancer to transform the end of their tail into a natural weapon. Mm hmm. So it allows them it's like I said, it's it's claw shape, but for the tail.
0: Yeah. And you can make it look like a scorpion tail, t- scorpion tail, or as we said, the stegosaurus tail with spikes on it, you know, stegosaurus
1: the tail. Yeah. You know, whatever you choose, however you choose to dress it up, it does rank plus strength plus three damage, just like claw shape does. Yeah, totally.
0: Uh, under rank five. So you get four shots here. So five, six, seven and eight. You're going to apparently you're going to get all four. Until you enroll in your school, and we'll see what that one uh, brings you later. So this is graceful exit, spot armor flaw, and swift kick.
1: You know, all all fairly sw- standard sword mastery, type combat teams. useful talents. <laughs> combat useful talents to one degree or another. Yeah. And then the new one, engaging dance. This is a control area control type talent. Mm-hmm. The tail dancer targets an opponent with it. And again, this is something that is done sort of at the beginning of the round before initiative is determined. Makes a test against social defense, Mm -hmm. the target social defense. And if successful, the opponent targeted must remain adjacent to the tail dancer. Yeah. They can choose not to, but if they do, then they are harried. Although it does have the out that if the tail dancer does something that through magic or whatever that is actually impossible for them to be followed then it it immediately ends it doesn't actually affect the target
0: yeah fair cool on to the rank 9 and 10 uh talent options you can possibly get along this path champion challenge and critical hit
1: both of those are high circle combat abilities champions challenge allows you to call out a specific opponent and magically enforce a one-on-one duel with them critical hit is a damage adder. Yeah. So, uh
0: onto the specific um, school talent options you can possibly pick up. So, we're going to just go in alphabetical order.
1: Yeah, so these are in addition to <laughs> mm-hmm. that list that uh, that we just ran through yeah. for all of those.
0: So, if you go to the Chitard school, your rank 1 option, along with acrobatic defense, dance partner, and impressive display, all those is surprise strike, your rank
1: 5. Yep. Sorry. Yeah, which goes into the you know surprise strike goes into the sort of stealthy ambush style that the that the Chittard school is known for.
0: Yeah, uh, your rank five options
1: are Cobra Strike, which I think is that just an initiative booster. Cobra Strike it's it is both an initiative and damage uh, booster yes. or right. uh, attack booster. It increases your initiative and increases your attack as well that you make with the boosted initiative gotcha
0: and then your other rank five talent option is the chitard dance
1: talent. Yep. this is basically the where the style of the schools comes into play the chitard dance allows the tail dancer they use their tail to distract or deceive the opponent concealing their intentions if successful Then their chosen target or targets are considered blindsided against the first attack that is made against them. This allows the tail dancer to take advantage of surprise strike without needing a partner like you would with distract or to otherwise be hidden or stealthy. Hey, look over here. Stab you from the other side with my tail.
0: (laughs) Very nicely done.
1: It does require that the adept have a size one weapon attached to their tail in order to take advantage of it. Yeah. And they must have successfully used tail dance at the beginning of the round in order to overcome their penalties. One of the things that was a design intention on Morgan's part for the tail dancer school Mm -hmm. is to, one, have different styles of combat, but also to have them be fiddly and interactive to provide a level of tactical granularity for players who really get into that from a combat standpoint Mm -hmm. there are a lot of interconnected moving parts and so forth so it's really designed as a kind of complex combat system for those who are into that kind of thing
0: yeah if i if i do this and it sets up that then it sets up this and then i get this result go Okay, your rank 9 and 10 uh, Master Tier Talents from the Chitard Talent Option list are Momentum Attack and Chitard
1: Pierce. Chitard Pierce is an attack test that prevents the target from using any kind of active defense like Avoid Blow. Gotcha. So, very nice. The Tail Dancer does need to have a higher initiative in order to use it, but you get to attack and they can't dodge it. Nice. Pin them down with their tail. Okay, on to the Edo talent options list.
0: Your rank one is distract, pretty straightforward. Uh, Your rank five and above is your disarm, which is always very handy, and your Edo dance talent.
1: This is the dancing style of the Edo school, much like the distract talent is sort of the gateway to the style for that if any of the designated targets of the Edo dance try and move away from Mm -hmm. the tail dancer, they need to make a knockdown test or effectively they get tripped by the tail as they try to move away. It is similar to the other talent that I mentioned earlier. It is kind of a zone of control sort of thing. It's a way to make opponents stickier Mm -hmm. in terms of allowing the... Tail Dancer to control an area and to make sure that enemies don't go rushing past them onto the squishier targets. Yeah. This does require that the Tail Dancer not have anything attached to their tail, Mm -hmm. again playing into the sort of more flexibility and openness of the Edo school. Yeah. They can designate one or up to whatever the limit of it is uh, as targets that they spend to take control of that area around them. Yeah. Uh, The
0: rank nine and above Edo talent options are Fluid Movement, and we may
1: need to explain what Fluid Movement is, and then the Edo Sweep. Fluid Movement, I believe, is in the Companion, which I don't have open right in front of me. Edo Sweep is an attack test that's basically an attack to knock down. It is a free action, it can be used sort of outside of the term to preempt an action that a target is making, yeah, and it's basically a knockdown test. The target needs to have been designated by ato dance. So it's kind of a kind of a repost in one sense in that mm-hmm. it allows out of turn actions for the tail dancer to mess with opponents in their area of control.
0: Yeah. Uh, Fluid movement from the companion, page 56, is that this talent increases their movement by adding their fluid movement rank to their movement rate. So you may attack opponents while on the move using the splitting movement combat option uh, without a penalty, number of times per round equal to your fluid movement rank, and so forth. So this basically makes you faster
1: and... um, Faster and, and able to take actions without penalty similar to whirling attack, or the benefits that cavalrymen get for their splitting movement abilities and stuff. So that ends the Edo
0: talent school, or the Edo school talent options. Uh, Let's go to the Shivo Avara talent options. And this is the school that likes to do the relentless movement of their tails. And so the rank one talent option you get there is Great Leap. Self-explanatory. Everyone should know this one by now. Your rank five talent options are Cobra Strike, which we covered earlier, and your Shivovara
1: dance. Shivovara dance, yeah. If they are successful with their dance talent, and again, needs to be made at the beginning of the round, they designate who among their opponents they are targeting. Yeah. If successful, they gain a plus two to any attack tests made with their tail against those targets until the end of the round. Mm-hmm. This is again using the tail much more as an offensive weapon and blatantly so. Yes against their chosen targets.
0: Exactly. Uh, Your rank nine and above talent options are, again, fluid movement, which we covered just a minute ago, and your Shivo-Avara escalation.
1: This boosts the Adept's combat ability. They make a difficulty 10 test. If successful, they gain a plus two to all close combat attack tests until the end of the round. Additionally, they gain plus two to all subsequent close combat attack tests until the end of the round for each successful attack test, only limited by the number of successes that they score on Shavuovara Escalation. Yeah. What that does is, if you roll really well, you can make multiple attacks. Each of those attacks, if successful, stack additional plus two bonuses, building momentum. (laughs) You know, you get into really high circles with that, and you get your like multi-attack, multi-strike, whatever it's called, the Melee combat that allows you to make multiple attacks yeah. in a round, and you can just stack the ridiculous number of bonuses on that.
0: Yes, and there's an example listed out to make ha- to explain how the math works. So if you don't understand it from our d- audio description, don't panic. There's a description there. Uh, so on to the Scora talent options, and these are the ones who like to have the armored tail cap on, so they use it as like as I said, a shield. So your rank one talent option. Is distract, which is not too unfamiliar to the Edo school. Your rank five talent options are temper flesh.
1: Temper then- flesh is a weaponsmith talent that allows you to increase your defense uh, armor ratings. Yeah. Excuse me. It's
0: okay. That's very useful in this. And then the Scora dance.
1: Yes. Shiva Ravara dance, dance, the score dance. The Scora dance. This, again, needs to be done at the beginning of the round. Mm-hmm. If successful, any of the designated targets suffer a minus two penalty to their attack tests until the end of the round. Wow. They need to have the Scora tail armor on their tail in order to take advantage of this Mm -hmm. and cannot use their tail to attack during the round. It provides them with an additional defense bonus that is reflected by penalties to the steps of targets attacking them.
0: Gotcha. Gotcha. And then up to, yeah, rank nine and above, the last two talent options we're going to talk about are the Defensive Posture.
1: That is a defensive enhancing talent. Mm-hmm. It's a sword master. Yeah. It's a high circle sword master talent.
0: Yeah, fair. And then the Scora
1: Slam. This is similar to the ADO Sweep, mm-hmm. except that it is punching the opponent with your tail, <laughs> with the armored bit of your tail. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like a shield bash. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it can be done at like against a target that has been affected by the score of dance, mm-hmm. you can use this as a preemptive action against them, and it imposes additional penalties to all of their action tests for the remaining of m- remainder of the round. Yeah. So you basically just hammer them and additional penalties to what they are trying to do.
0: So not only is the talent list quite plentiful for the tail dancer it's divided into four different groups after your main after your core talent options are there we haven't even covered knacks yet
1: yeah and (laughs) because they are a combat intensive path Path, yeah and you've got we've got four different schools there are i'm not going to go through them all because we're nearly at an hour here (laughs) there are a lot of talent knacks that tail dancers get access to. Yeah. Many of which are limited to the particular school that your tail dancer follows mm-hmm. and serve to enhance or refine the style of combat that they follow. Yeah. That's your sort of character identity in one sense is you decide what kind of style you are going to have. Mm-hmm and you follow the school that reinforces that style and gives you bonuses and so forth related to it. Yeah, Like Edo Dance has one, two, three, four, five, six knacks off of Ooh. it, including a prehensile tail. You need to be rank seven in Edo Dance mm-hmm. to do it. At that point, you have, you have enhanced, you have practiced your movements with your tail enough that it can kind of act as an additional hand to actually be prehensile which yeah. to Scrying tails actually aren't. So you could actually wrap it around something. Yeah. Although it's not particularly strong and it's limited to kind of small things. Mm-hmm. A lot of the dance talents give access to special maneuvers that you can spend extra successes to do stuff. And that's yeah. the case for all of them. Not going to go through them all here. Chitar Dance has a couple of knacks. Go through the Nax chapter of mystic paths yeah in addition to the specific like the special path talents that they get access to there are also knacks that are available under other talents and just take a look at those like i said it is a intentionally designed to be a lot of options and moving parts and stuff that you can spend legend points on to give yourself different combat options and to be able to play a martial artist that's got a whole bunch of tricks and mm-hmm. funky rules and special options and benefits and penalties that you can toss around willy nilly. It's almost in a sense, like trying to bring a, a certain level of almost like spell mm-hmm. complexity. Um, although in a different way compared to a, a combat type, yeah. that is the potential downside of a tail dancer is that the amount of mechanical complexity that is involved can make combat characters who are already, in some respects, can take up a bit of time in a combat round because of how many options they have when they get to that point, can become even more intensive in that regard. So that is something to keep in mind. That is something that could potentially be harmful to the fun of the table as a whole because in your typical combat round 60% of the time is taken up by this one character rolling all of his dice (laughs) and calculating all of his modifiers and stuff yeah you really maybe want to have someone who is able to do that quickly or to kind of have it planned out ahead of time so that they know what they're going to be doing rather than it comes to their turn and they need to kind of look through all of their options every time in order to To take advantage of it, there's a a certain amount of system mastery that is Mm -hmm. understood that you should have in order to really play an effective tail dancer that's not going to cause problems for the group. The one advantage of the tail dancer compared to some of the other paths that we've talked about thus far is they are good and welcome in just about any style of campaign. Yeah. You can certainly have storylines that revolve around the politics of tail dancers and the rivalries between different schools and the broader scope of serpent river into scrying politics but you don't have to basically you've got a super complex combat character yeah they are just as happy doing that delving into a care fight and stuff as they are other things unlike a horror stalker where you're gonna want to be dealing with horrors yeah or Woodsman, where you're going to at least on some level be dealing with potentially elf stuff. Yeah. Or Purifier, where you're going to be dealing with a particular style of play. Mm-hmm. The Tail Dancer is pretty open to this is what you play if you want to have like a super complex melee combat type. And they're fun because they're to Scrang. Yeah. They're fun characters. Yeah. And they're to Scrang. So that's cool. If that kind of mechanical complexity is fun for you, you will probably enjoy playing a tail dancer. Mm-hmm. You just got to be careful to make sure that you're not overly dominating spotlight time when it comes to combat combat yeah,
0: fair. so here's my question for you. If nobody actually wants to join a specific school, do they just not get those school's talent options and stay with their regular the talent options, or how would you help that player? play that because i figured that's gonna be a question that's gonna be asked
1: i don't know why you wouldn't want to join a school to give you access to more cool toys if you're gonna be playing a tail dancer figured i'd ask the question (laughs) (laughs) i guess it's possible yeah but i don't know what being a tail dancer that doesn't follow a school Mm -hmm. really like you do get access to a couple of useful talents yeah but you may miss out on some of the more interesting knacks that are available. Oh, all the dance talents. Edo dance, Shivo Varo dance. School. Well, yeah, yeah. I mean, all of the school-specific dance yeah. talents. Now, if there's also quite a bit of potential within the framework of tail dancers and the sort of implied narrative permission that these four are not the only ones. Mm-hmm. These are just the ones dominant at house contention. There are even some suggestions in one of the sidebars as to a couple of other styles that might exist out there. Yeah. For homebrewing your own school Mm -hmm. and what you would want to do is look at the extant examples of the schools that are already designed and use those as the comparison point for what is appropriate in terms of what your school might be able to do. There's a suggestion that there's a troubadour more troubadour based school of tail dancing that is focused more on the performance aspect than the combat aspect. Mm -hmm. And you might develop a dance style that is affects social stuff. Yeah. There's plenty of room for, for home brewy stuff to go in there as well. And plenty of existing examples of what is considered balanced in terms of the various tiers of ability. Yeah.
0: Fair enough. I figured I would ask in case we get a plethora of questions about it later on.
1: It's really cool. Yeah. I think the Tail Dancer is great. I think that the design goal mm-hmm. of let's make a super complex combat character. For those who want to play one. Was met. Yes. And again, this is a school that really interfaces with the mechanics a lot more. There is story and lore background to it, but mm-hmm. this is one that was designed to be mechanically interesting and rigorous. Yes.
0: Fair. Any final thoughts about the Tail Dancer? Because I think we've covered everything from conception to evolution to mechanics, everything in between. This is a fun path to, to follow.
1: If crunchy mechanical interactions are your thing <laughs> and you like to scrang, this is probably right up your alley yeah. and you don't necessarily need to force your campaign down a particular stylistic path in order to take advantage of it fair enough
0: so until next time folks welcome to the tail dancer as complex as it was an hour plus uh it is time for you to go choreograph your legend
1: that's a good one good night everybody